I think it's important to realize that at some point we can facilitate our own healing. Yep. That doesn't make it our fault. It doesn't make it no, all, not at all. all on us. We could come from that um, traumatic experience and say, you're putting this all on me. Or we can come from what an empowering statement that is that you mean I can change this for myself? Hello and welcome to Healing Trauma Mamas. I'm your host, Madon Wingo. Thank you for joining us as we share in our stories and experiences of healing from childhood traumas and birth traumas. Listen as we discuss our struggles, our failures, our strengths and our victories, and all those lessons we've learned along the way. Well, hello, Healing Trauma Mamas listeners. Um, You know, we've talked a lot on the podcast about birth work and how when you're in birth work, you get to see a lot of things. And a lot of times your own um, issues come up in that work, or, you know, you get to dig deeper into this work and see things that maybe other people don't get to see. And we've got to have a lot of different birth workers on the podcast. And I've been so thankful they've been willing to come on. We've had um, over five doulas come on the podcast, and it's been so great that they've got to share their personal stories and their journey and their birth work. And I'm excited today that I get to have not only another doula, but also another student midwife like me on the podcast. So with that being said, Shelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) We're glad to have you. Would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners? Yeah, sure. So I'm Shelly, obviously. <laughs> um, I've been a doula for, let's see, seven years now. And um, so I'm a doula. I'm, I also do lactation. I'm working on my IBCLC. Um, right now I'm a lactation specialist and I'm a student midwife. And yeah, that's, I have five kids and that's pretty much me. All right. We got a lot of things in common. I've got six kids though. So, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it seems like that generally is the jump that you're a doula for quite some time before you, before you jump into midwifery work, you know, and I love that you're working yeah. on your CLC because that's, that's a goal that I want to, I want to get to also, because it's just, it's, it's all encompassing. Yeah, it's hard to not want to do all the things because mm-hmm. it's yeah, right. Exactly. It's all encompassing. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, would you mind sharing, you know, just a kind of a little bit about your journey? I'd love I'd love to hear um, wherever you'd like to start, whether your your personal journey, obviously, as a mom <clears throat> of five, you've got a lot of experience <laughs> and yeah. um, that and that always I feel like that adds to our work as birth workers, but then it also like we, we have so many different experiences for those of us that have had multiple children's that it's kind of hard sometimes because people will ask, well, what do you, well, how was it like for you? And I was like, well, which time, you know, they, they, they were all so different that I can't, you know, I can't say that, you know, oh, mine were always this way because that's just not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, that's so true. I feel like I've had uh, quite a spectrum of experiences, both personal and as a birth worker. So um, yeah, so my journey a little bit has been uh, a bit of a roller coaster. So um, I guess I'll start with where I became a mom. So when I was pregnant with my first, um, my sister was actually a student midwife. And so was my aunt and they were both trained doulas. And then they were going through the midwifery uh, pep process. And um, that helped me a lot with my pregnancy because my sister, I lived with my sister. And so she helped me a lot. I was actually seen by her and um, a few other midwives that she worked with while I was pregnant, like for all my prenatal care. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really helpful because I actually had to move at the end of my pregnancy, which is why I didn't get an OB <laughs> because um, I had to move for my birth anyway. And, and, and she just helped me through my whole pregnancy and um, having that 
personalized care was really important and amazing to me. And I really, really wanted to have a home birth, but my husband and I decided to not do that partly because I was moving and partly because it was my first and he was kind of nervous about it. And so we agreed that it might be better to be in the hospital the first time. And um, I maybe would make a different choice for myself. I think the hospital is wonderful for so many people. I, if I had known how things would happen, I probably would have made a different choice for myself personally. Um, but I think that's a totally valid choice for other people. The hospital is wonderful. I've had great experiences there with a lot of my clients. So yeah, anyway. Well, it's hindsight, you know, we, we, we don't know. You make the best decision you can with the information you have at the time. Yeah. You know, and you just have to own that. Okay. That was our decision. Maybe we would have made a different decision had we had more information, but at the time we didn't or more Mm -hmm. experiences because yes, you know, you just, you just don't know sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I think that it being a move too. So I literally, I had my baby, um, within a week of moving. So I, I hadn't even had a chance to interview any OBs. I actually, I had my baby on a Saturday. I had an appointment to meet somebody on Monday. (laughs) So I didn't even get to meet the potential OB. So um, it was just crazy because he came a month early. And so we just went to the nearest hospital and that was totally okay. And probably would have been fine, except that I got an OB that I was not comfortable with because Mm. I just got whoever was there. And I mean, it was a little traumatic because he came early. He came very fast. Like my water broke at Bed Bath & Beyond. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, it was nuts. And then he was born 45 minutes later. Wow, for your first birth? Yes. And it turns out, I found out later that I had been in labor all day long. I just didn't realize that I was in labor. (laughs) Well, for okay, many then. reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but for me, I thought that was freaking fast because oh, yeah. I didn't realize I had been in labor. <laughs> and so yeah, it was it was crazy and it was pretty traumatic. And um I had to get quite a bit of stitching. In fact, they had to put me under for my stitching because Um, I tore internally Mm -hmm. on both sides. Mm -hmm. And so it was um, a lot. And for my second, I obviously wanted the home birth that I wanted originally. And I didn't want to go through the same kinds of experiences. I had some pretty horrible experiences in the hospital with that doctor. And so I... I chose to go with a midwife and it was so much better for me personally. It was just, I had so much peace and felt so heard and it was just a whole different experience. And I had actually seen that with my sister because I had been to all three of her births and two of them were in the hospital and one was at home. And I mean, one of her hospital births was fine. It was okay. And then one was not. And her home birth was just a whole different look at birth. And so I had seen that, but experiencing it was very different. It's just such a different model of care. I think that is just night and day. I mean, technically they're both taking care of pregnant women and, and, you know, through Mm -hmm. pregnancy and delivery, but it's just such a different mindset that you just it's it's yeah it's like night and day it's just it's very different it's very it's so much more personal in my opinion and and that was really important to me because of my past experiences Mm -hmm. and I I come from a past of sexual abuse and then also having that horrible experience with my first baby which at the time I didn't even realize how traumatized about it I was. I thought, you know, it was hard. It was crazy. And there were things I didn't like. And there were things that were painful. But I didn't realize how traumatic it was 
I, I still thought, oh my gosh, having a birth, having a baby is magical. It was wonderful. I enjoyed being pregnant. Like I, I was still in that mindset until I had my second baby, mm. which is where like my whole birth experience was great. And then my midwife went to stitch me. I had a small tear and she went to stitch me and my trauma suddenly came out and I freaked out. It does that. Yes. And I had, I honestly, I was probably more surprised (laughs) than my midwife was because I had zero idea that I was so traumatized. Mm. It was just all of a sudden I could not cope. And, and I ended up actually, she actually ended up transferring me just for the tear. I was totally fine with everything else. I wasn't hemorrhaging. Like I was Mm -hmm. wonderful other than I could not calm down enough Mm -hmm. to let her stitch me. And they actually ended up having to put me under to stitch me because I, I couldn't let the doctor touch me either. It was, it was crazy. I, I've never had such a strong reaction to anything in my life. Yeah. They sneak up and we talk a lot of times about that coming up in labor and in Mm -hmm. in delivery, but you know, in the immediate postpartum, that's, that's really interesting because, you know, Mm -hmm. at any point in time, your body can have a very, you know, severe response to obviously, you know, do you feel like that was just because of the tearing and all the stitching you had to do the first time? Or do you think there was more, more to that? Um, I've, I've learned since there was a lot more to it. I thought Mm -hmm. that at the time that it was because of the stitching. Um, I've done lots of energy work and soul searching and all the things to try Mm -hmm. to heal since then, because, you know, as you know, I have five kids now and for each of my wonderful labors, I've had, like, I, I have had some pretty amazing spiritual experiences while having my babies and while pregnant. Um, that would, I would love to like document and write down and maybe share someday, but you should. I've had, I've had some amazing experiences, but I've also had that trauma come up in different ways each time. And so it's been kind of a very long journey of finding out what the heck <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, trying to heal. And I feel like I've healed a little bit each time, but it's, kind of almost felt like I've started over each time because Mm -hmm. I've learned a new way that my trauma presents, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so one of the things I learned was it wasn't just the tearing and the stitching. I also had some very deep seated and I'm, I think I've mostly um, moved past this Although I think there's a little bit lingering, but I think for the most part, I have healed from this, but I have some deep seated betrayal issues Mm -hmm. from my first, because not only did I have to be stitched, so I had to be stitched in three places because my vaginal wall tore on each side. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, my doctor talked me into an epidural, which I had already decided I did not want. But because of how everything was going and it was so fast and it was so stressful all Mm -hmm. at once, you know, I, he, he kept urging me and actually he wasn't urging me. He was urging my husband saying, I have to get this baby out because her vaginal walls are tearing. And if the baby doesn't come out now, like I can stop it from tearing if I can get him out now. So if I do an episiotomy, he'll just come right out and she'll stop tearing. Hmm. And, and so this was coming, I'm, I'm over there kind of halfway out of it. Cause I'm, you know, dealing with all this stuff. And my husband is like, I don't know. Cause she said she didn't want it, but I want her to 
be done. He's, he's thinking I'm suffering as, which I was, I guess, but you know, they, they always want to save you. And so he's like, what do you want to do? He obviously doesn't want to make a decision for me. And so, um, I ended up agreeing because I was like, I guess that's what's best. Well, then it caused quite a significant tear on my perineum. Mm -hmm. And then when, so when he stitched me, he put me under general anesthesia and um, he sewed me up quite tightly, which obviously I wasn't aware of because I was out (laughs) Um, and I didn't get to hold my baby for like, mm, I think it was two or three hours because I couldn't even hold him initially when he was first born because I was shaking so violently. Mm. They tried to hand him to me and I could not hold him. And so I got like a little touch of his cheek on my cheek and then they took me back. Mm. And that was it. I didn't get to see him for quite a while. And um, as that tends to happen, there's kind of a cascade of things where we had difficult, difficult time breastfeeding. And I had a difficult time healing. And I didn't even know that he had stitched me tightly until I went to my checkup with somebody else with the original OB that I had planned on seeing, um, who had amazing reviews from people I knew and trusted. And she was incredible. I really liked her. But she's the one who told me, well, he actually did an extra stitch on your perineum. So he he stitched me up quite tightly on both vaginal tears. And then he did an extra stitch, which now I know is called a husband stitch. Mm -hmm. You've probably heard of it since Mm -hmm. you're in, in the business. I had never heard of it before. Um, I did a lot of research about it after. Um, but yeah, she's the one who told me that. And it's ridiculous. It was horrendous. Mm. It was um, constant pain from the time I had my baby until I had my second baby, mm. which was 20 months later. So, <laughs> Well, and you tore again. So that helped relieve some of the tension that was put on you yes. by the extra stitch. So that actually, yes. really, I mean, helped a lot, I bet. Yes. And I actually, I think that's why I tore the second time because mm-hmm. it was just so tight. There oh, was yeah. no stretching. Like I did all of the things we tell people to do to prepare mm-hmm. and help stretch your perineum. <clears throat> there was no possible way it was stretching. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yes, when it tore again, it did relieve that. Mm-hmm. And which sounds so backwards and horrible, but it did. But that's when I found out, you know, oh my gosh, look at that. I have a lot of trauma because it was almost two years straight of constant pain from being stitched improperly. And so, yeah, sorry. I've been talking a really long time. (laughs) Don't apologize. No, no, that's, that's, it's, that's such an archaic practice. Um, that I really thought we were done with. Um, so it just, it hurts my heart to hear that there are still doctors doing that. I Um, know it's, it's just awful. So you realized you had trauma after your second and, um, how was your healing process after that? So I did a lot of things. Um, I did some journaling, which Mm -hmm. does help a lot for me. Um, I did a lot of processing through the journaling with my husband um, and with some trusted confidants. Mm -hmm. And um, I also did, like I mentioned, I did energy work. That actually came later because I wasn't super familiar with energy work. I'm still not really. (laughs) I know a little bit. um, And I've had energy work just a couple of times. Um, when you say energy work, are you talking like craniosacral work or? 
Oh, no, body work or okay. I don't know what it's called actually. Um it's similar to the body code but it's called something else. Okay. I think I think it's called the emotion code. That's what oh, it's called. Oh, I I'm aware of the emotion code. Yep. Yes, that's what it's called. I've got the book. And Oh, do you? I, I haven't do. read it yet. I really want to. Yeah, um, there's a local practitioner who has started using it um in our area cool. and she recommended it and my actually my 15 year old daughter at the time she was like we got to get that book mom and she went and got <laughs> and ordered it so she could start reading it which I thought was awesome because she had some traumatic things happen in the past year and she was like wait we got to do this <laughs> yeah that's cool uh, it's very it's both very popular and very controversial in my area and um partly because my my area is very religious right and so it's there's a big controversy about whether it goes against you know well what we the religion or what we do know is that the body does hold and store stuff and it stores things from your whole lifetime Mm -hmm. and we also know that babies are affected by their mother's trauma Yes, um, And that's a lot of what the emotion code works through. It even works on those generational traumas. And mm. I mean, I know the area you're in is very biblically based and, um, you know, all that, all that's in the Bible too. Uh, all yeah. the, the generational curses, generational traumas, you know, and then, and that, you know, the, the things coming upon a parent, how then it affects the child. To me, I see all that throughout scripture as well. And us acknowledging how our body works and that we are spiritual beings. We do have energy running throughout us. I mean, that's sci- that's science. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. And and our body stores all all of this stuff up. And I even a uh, 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 my doctor that I see that he talks about um it's it's so amazing if you study it out, but water holds memory. Yes. If you study about Thank that you, at Frozen all. too, right? Uh, right. <laughs> My daughter said that same thing. Wait, Frozen was right? <laughs> yes, I actually looked it up because of that movie uh, and I learned so much. <laughs> yes, water does hold memory. And so if you stop and think about it, how much water are we as as human beings, yes. as individuals? I mean, you know, if you just look it up, it's 80% of us is water and mm-hmm. what you're when you talk about at the cellular level the cells themselves are around 80 percent water so every yes. cell in your body can store memory think about that for just a moment <laughs> pretty incredible it is incredible so we have to acknowledge these things that might be our body might be holding on to that we have no clue about or realize even that like you said you didn't even know that was very traumatic for you you didn't even realize like your body was storing this very traumatic event and Uh even the stuff that happened probably I would assume from your history from your childhood sexual trauma that stuff I'm sure was also affected by or came out with all of that just maybe didn't realize Uh that's what was happening yet yeah yeah I noticed that later and actually some of it was kind of there was a lot of um, that brought to the surface again during um, one of my pregnancies. Mm-hmm. And so that affected uh, my birth that time as well, because it's just, it like resurfaced all the trauma. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting how that happens. And it, what I think is so cool about the fact that our bodies um, mem- remember everything is we so many times, especially in our line of work, we hear that in regards to negative mm-hmm. things that happen. Well, I don't I don't know. Some people don't like to think of them as negative experiences. Some people have a different way that they phrase that, and that's fine. But you know, ultimately, they're not experiences that people really love to have negative or however you want to think of them. But it's so cool because it remembers all the wonderful things too. Yep. And I think that that's so often not talked about. So I think that if we could start to help people reframe that, 
I mean, I think it's important that they know that these negative things are stored, but it's also important that we can also reprogram them to remember the good things. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because you are absolutely right. We do talk about that in such a negative way often yeah. about how, you know, the body keeps the score and, you know, our, our bodies hold on to all these different e- events and, you know, life experiences that we've had. But yeah, yeah. while those negative experiences um, or traumatic experiences might stand out to us more, uh-huh. those are far and few, you know, in between and in between all of that are generally lots of amazing life experiences um, that we've. And it's okay to let that define us instead of, I think so often we're defined by our trauma because it affects us so deeply. Mm -hmm. But if we can start to reframe that, imagine what our lives could be like. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we aren't defined by the trauma that we've experienced. Yes. And the more we realize that, I mean, the better our future will be. Because Mm -hmm. what happens is when you allow it to define you, then everything that you do, your mindset, your speech, um, your choices you make, everything Mm -hmm. comes from that perspective of that, that trauma being who you are. Yeah. And, and it leads to more trauma. Cycle. Yes. It's an awful cycle that you can get uh-huh. into, but you don't have yeah. to stay in that. It does not have to define you. You can make a choice that it's not going to. Yes. And that, I think that getting to right there, what you just said is the hardest part of healing mm-hmm. because we don't want to say it's our choice because we don't want it to be in our control. And it's not completely, obviously, I have very much been controlled by my trauma over the years. And so I don't want to say that anyone that is, isn't doing a good job or anything like that. It's, it's not that way, but I think it's important to realize that at some point we can facilitate our own healing. Yep. That doesn't make it our fault. It doesn't make it. No, not at all. All on us, but it's so like, we could come from that um, traumatic experience and say, you're putting this all on me, or we can come from what an empowering statement that is that you mean I can change this for myself. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen all at once. I know that you've probably heard this. We like to say um, healing is not linear. Mm -hmm. It's not linear. It's not one day you're going to be fine. It's one day you're going to be fine. And then another day you're not. Yeah. And then you will be again. And then maybe you won't be so much again. And then, you know, it's a little bit of a roller coaster. It definitely can be, but I feel like it's a practice too, because yes. as you're going, you're getting stronger and you're getting it stronger <clears throat> in that confidence that you have that this trauma doesn't define me. I can make a choice to move forward from here and to heal. And so each time, yes, yep. things are going to come up that are going to remind you of it or that they're going to try to try to sink you down into uh-huh. it again, or you might ha- try to have a trauma response I'll I'll admit that like as much healing as as I have done and the Lord has helped me with and it and many people have helped with it has been such a journey and I'm so thankful for it but there are times when I suddenly start to have a trauma response again I'm like whoa where is this coming from you don't need no Mm -hmm. over this nope we're not doing this you know and I'll have to now you have the tools exactly yeah. And then I can, I know what to do from there and how to get like, okay, nope, listen. And I you kind of have this self-talk moment, you know, or when you're just like, <laughs> yes. you're just like, okay, hold on. We've been through this. We, we know how to work through this. This is okay. Um, and look, now we just made that calm down. We're fine. We're moving on. Um, yeah. people, um, listeners out there might remember when, uh, Christy came on from the perinatal trauma center. I actually had a trauma response while speaking with her on the podcast episode and she gave me different tools and tips. And we worked through it right there live while while we are talking on the podcast and it immediately. Yes. Once we did those little tools and those tips, it just went 
calm down and then we were just fine from there on. But that's awesome. When you heal from it, it doesn't mean that you're never, nothing's ever going to remind you of it. Nothing's ever going to come up from it. It just means you have the tools and the resources to be able to, to make it stop or calm down. And then, you know, mentally, Hey, we're, we're, we're going past this. This is not, this is not keeping us. This is not tying me down. This is not chains holding me down and, and I'm not bound to my trauma. Yes. I love that. I'm not bound to my trauma. It's kind of like, um, working out or like weightlifting, you know, Mm -hmm. when you start working out, you, get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then maybe you get sick and you can't work out for a little while. So you kind of backtrack a little bit. And then when you start, you feel a little bit like you're starting over, but you're, but you remember, I'm not starting over completely because I already know what to do. I already know what my body can do. And so then you start over and you already can move, move through those, the hard part quicker. And then you get stronger and stronger and stronger. And yep. each time you have a setback, you can easily move through it. And that's like, like what you're saying, like having those tools in your back pocket is really the healing that you need yep. because you already know, okay, now I can acknowledge, I can see where I'm coming from. I know what's going on. I've been through this. I know my body is trying to protect me from something. But now I know I don't need this protection, so I'm going to thank it, and I can move on. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been the hardest thing for me, but it's been the best. It is the best. I agree with you. <laughs> it is. It's amazing when you're finally and and it is hard. It 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 is hard. Well, and yeah. for me personally, you kind of come to this point that is just like so rough so difficult at least I did I, the way I best way I can describe it, it was ugly that's the way I can describe it yes, it can get I was so a ugly. mess it was ugly there was a it can lot get very of dark yeah, it was and there was a lot of shouting and hollering at the Lord and and maybe at my husband a few <laughs> times and and myself you know there was a lot of there was just some ugliness involved um but it I'm thankful for that because it brought me to a point where I was like you've got to heal from this. You've got to uh-huh. uh, allow that to happen and stop staying in this, this negative, not just negativity, but this, this being bound by the trauma. Like you've, yeah. you can't do this. This is not how you're going to move forward. And I remember having the thought that like for my daughters, like I can't, I can't yeah. stay in this. Like I've got to show them that you can heal from this and then empower them to be able, because I have no clue what life experiences they're going to have. Uh-huh. And I I want them to be empowered to understand how God created our bodies and how they're so amazing. And we talk often about how the body can heal itself from disease and the body can heal itself yep. from, you know, sickness, how it creates a fever on purpose in order to, to heal. And, you know, all these things, it does the same thing in a mental and spiritual aspect for those yep. experiences that we've had that, that don't benefit us, that they actually, you know, really is like, you know, I don't want to say like, like getting cut or like getting like physically like hurt, but they can be, I mean, they, they are wounds that are are very similar to that because yeah, on the outside, but they, they, they're wounds that are there that need to be healed. Yeah. I definitely think that that's a, a really great visual. Actually. I do feel like they are deep, deep cuts, deep wounds. And, and yes, I do think it's so beautiful that our bodies can heal themselves physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's good that we have to work with it a little bit because it doesn't do it automatically all the time. I mean, it does, but it doesn't, you know, like we can, <laughs> we can hinder our own progress physically and mentally. Like we could walk on our broken leg and then it's yeah. going to take a lot longer to heal. Right. Yeah. Or we can, we can give it what it needs so it can heal itself. And I, I'm just, I'm so passionate about helping people find what they need to heal themselves and be it physically or mentally. I just think that's such an important thing 
to know that you can help heal yourself. Your body can heal itself. Yeah, I love that. And something we have mentioned on the podcast numerous times before is that it's not necessarily like one particular thing. Okay, listen, Uh all you ladies out there who have trauma, you need to do this one particular thing and then you will be fine. That's not how it works. There are so many different avenues that are going to speak to different people and because Uh of our different past experiences that are going to be able to help us to heal. So I love how we can look at all these different avenues and just have those resources in order to, to show different moms and let them know like, Hey, you know, this might be an option for you or this, you know, this way of healing might be a really good one for you. I mean, obviously like I personally am just like, you know, of course prayer is so important to help you like recognize and identify, okay, what is these areas? Something that always comes up to me. It's like, okay, Lord, search me, search my heart, help, help me figure out these dark areas that I'm needing to work on. And then Uh I have all these resources, all these different wonderful women who have gone before me and have figured out different avenues to be able to heal. And, and men, I'm not discrediting men. I know like my husband has helped me tremendously in the process. It has been wonderful because he knows me best. And it's, it's been wonderful. And like I said earlier, ugly at times too, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes that's just what happens, but he loves me anyways. And, 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 you know, just holds on even tighter then, but there's so many different people out there that are ready and willing and able to help. And it's just connecting those resources and finding out which thing, like maybe emotion code is a really great book for you and it would help you do wonders. There's a book called A More Excellent Way. That book has, yes. ah, oh my word, it's, I know people that okay. have tremendous healing from it. I personally have got some amazing healing from it and it's, it's a great resource, but then combined mm-hmm. with some other resources, I have a pastor I love to listen to online who has, oh my word, just transformed my way of thinking that has helped me tremendously. And then I have a local like wellness navigator that I've talked with who she, oh goodness gracious, want to talk about identity and not identifying with your trauma. She is amazing oh. at, at helping people with that. And I'm, I'm so thankful. That's like so we awesome. have all these amazing resources and Christy yes. who came on the podcast. Um, she is a perinatal trauma specialist and she's happy to talk with people um, either, you know, in person or over the computer. And she has all these different, you know, tools to help. It's just amazing that we have all these different ways to help our body heal, to be able to move forward. And again, like we said, not stay bound in that trauma. Mm-hmm. I think it's so wonderful that you talk about that too, because when I was first going through my journey, I felt so alone and I was, um, searching online for ways to heal. And I found so many suggestions. And, but it was like, this person said, this is the way to heal. And this person said, this is the way to heal. And this person said, this is the way to heal, you know, Mm -hmm. and it seemed so absolute. And then I would try those things. And I was like, okay, but I don't feel healed, though. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I put so much into that. And I don't feel like it got me where I needed to go. And it just turns out like it just didn't connect with me personally. It worked great for them, but it didn't work for me. And so I love that you guys talk about all the different ways because like you said, some things are going to speak to you and some things may not. And sometimes you need to utilize more than one. Like I, I've utilized several, like you said, and like prayer has been huge for me. And the Lord has led me to other things that have helped me as well. Mm -hmm. And that's just been, you know, incredible. Yeah, I'm with you. Me too. I can list off so many different things that have helped in my healing journey. And it's just been amazing that, that all these different resources have been available. And I feel like each, each thing that we've used has been a step in the process. Um, And it's not been just like, oh, this thing didn't work for me. It's been like, oh, yeah. well, some healing came from that, but I still need to go deeper or I but still- But I'm not quite there. Deeper. Yeah. Yes. And so I feel like like nothing that I can recall that I have done was like, oh, that didn't work at all. It was just like, yeah. oh, it's that never was... a waste. No, never. And I always But it was something. important for me to know 
that it's okay to not just do one thing, you know, because I felt like, okay, why didn't it work completely? Yeah. Because this person said it would work completely and it didn't. So I, I just, I think it's great to know that it's okay for it to be a stepping stone instead of a reset, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, even like one thing I've talked about before is EMDR. Um, EMDR therapy has, can do wonders. It is Uh amazing. However, like I'm so thankful I did it, but then I will never do it again (laughs) 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 because it really helped me connect some dots. It helped me regain some memory, piece some things together that I needed to have pieced together. But then it got to a point where I was like, "Ooh, no, those are things I don't want. Please don't give me those memories. I don't want to remember that. I don't want to know about that. I want to let my body just let those things go. So I had to come to a point like, (laughs) oh, no, we're not doing that anymore. But again, that prayerful consideration like you were talking about and the Lord giving different resources, like that was a great resource for a moment, but I didn't need to do it past a certain point. Yeah. I had a very similar situation with the emotion code, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, this was super helpful. And then she started going into other things that I was like, mm, not not okay, ready for stop. that. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand. And what's amazing, like, and, and I know the emotion code is is great. Because I'll tell you the practitioner I had um, use it on me and she was helping me with some stuff on it. Like I was like, well, I don't really know. I'm I'm not too sure about this thing, right? And I was like, yeah. let me look at the book. I want to know. And she tells me, and she's a firm, firm um Christ follower. So I was like, okay, I trust you, you know, but I'm not too sure about this. So she was doing it and I was like, oh, that's nothing. And we'd done it a couple of different times. I was like, nothing. And then this other time, like I told her, like, just don't even tell me what you're doing. Just go through it, right? Yeah. And so she starts going through it, and I literally suddenly was like breaking down. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, I'm going to I was like, I thought I was going to throw what up. Did you do? And like, I was just bawling and like all these things happening. And she just stares at me. She's like, um, this is the thing I was just working on. And I was like, oh Lord, now we know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was, it was crazy to have such a, um, you know, physical response to it that I was just like yeah. okay that was well I needed to know like okay yes this does work this is doing something this is helpful but I couldn't believe I was I was very skeptical when my my friend offered to do it for me and she is from a similar background we share a lot of the same beliefs and so similar to you where you know she, she was um, a believer in Christ so you trusted her same thing Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll try it, but I don't know. And I had a very physical response as well. So it was really, it was a little, wild. it was really weird. <laughs> it blew my mind. It blew my mind too. Cause I was like, I literally like grab me that trash can. Like I'm, I'm suddenly going to puke <laughs> and I'm bawling and I don't even know what in the world just happened to me. And it was, it was, yeah, it was very real. It's, yep. Very it's real. Pretty, pretty insane. Then- yeah. And, and I did that for a little while and then I felt like, okay, now I need to move on to to something yep. else. It was like, again, a step in the process. Yes. Same. Yeah. I had, it was the same for me. It was like perfect for when I needed it. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I don't know, maybe, maybe I could use it again down the line. Um, but yeah, I, it was a, it was a nice step. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm thankful that we have so many different different providers, practitioners, women, men, uh-huh. everyone who, you know, there's, there are a lot of people doing, doing, putting their time ever into this work in, into helping in these areas, seeing the need yes. for this to, to help us heal, to, to, to help us, you know, be restored back to, to where we should be, you know, and not being pulled down. Um, by those negative experiences, by the trauma and being able to live a life free of it, which is amazing. I'll tell you. <laughs> right. Uh, and I can't it, wait till I'm completely free. I don't, I don't know that I'm, I can say I'm totally free, mm-hmm. um, but I, I can't wait till I feel that way. But even just as far as I've come has been so, so amazing. Mm. 
So I can, I can, I feel like I can see where you're at, where you're saying it's so freeing. I can see it. Yeah. And I'm almost there. It's- like I can almost <laughs> touch it, you know? <laughs> uh, well, it's a, it's an amazing feeling, just feeling like, you know, like you aren't chained down anymore that you, yeah. you know, you aren't going to be bogged down. Like, yes. Okay. These things happened to me. Yes. I did experience those things, but no longer are you, you know, the, those, that thought's not going to drown me. That thought's not going to, you know, affect the rest of my day. I'm just going to let that go. Okay. Yep. That did happen, but we healed from that. So it's gone. And it's, it's been new for me because it's just recently happened, (laughs) but I will say I, there was a point and I think probably everybody feels this way. Um, there's a point where you're like, will I ever be healed from this? Is it possible? Can I ever let this stuff go? And, you know, you come to that point where you're thinking, like, I don't know that I really believe that I can. I don't really yeah. know that I'll ever be able to be fully healed and move past. Like, this is me now. This is a part of me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, it's a, I think we all come to that point. And I just want to tell you that you can. <laughs> you yes. can heal from it. It, it. it can happen. It, And in fact, I would love to say for everybody, it will happen. If you decide that you're going to do the work to get there, because there is work that happens yeah. um, in order for you to get there, whether it's just, you know, the mental work that you have to do, the physical work sometimes that we have to do, there's just so much involved in it, Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's well worth it. Can I just say the feeling of coming up to one of my triggers and not feeling like it was crushing me Mm. was the best feeling I've ever had like (laughs) it was like I it took me a while to figure out the different triggers and the different ways my trauma manifested and um each one was its own little journey right Mm -hmm. but each time I come up to a trigger and it doesn't crush me, I, it's like a break in one of the chains, you know, it's like I'm getting closer to flying and it's just incredible. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) It makes me, I've been I've been holding back tears a few times on this podcast episode just because I'm just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. I'm so glad that we're talking about these things. And I love hearing these healing journeys and, you know, all the hard work you're putting in. It's it's so worth it. It's It's so so worth worth it. It It is hard and it is painful sometimes, but it is. It it comes out to be so much better so much better than you can imagine yeah (laughs) yeah it's It's an amazing feeling to start living free from all of that it is it is and I mean you say thank you Jesus and really like that that is I don't even know how to articulate what I'm trying to say. (laughs) It's just like, it really is. I can't help but think of the Lord's atonement and how much he moved through, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's been so helpful to me. Like I've, I've utilized the atonement so many times throughout my journey and I will continue to. And I mean, I, I'm sure that we have a little bit of different beliefs on how um, things are within the atonement, but like if, if you're a Christian and you believe in the atonement, like that's, you're grounded so in truth. Strong. Yes. Yes. It's so strong and so healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it. I'm with you on the word. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how to express what I am trying, like the way I'm feeling right now and what I want to, to say, 
Um, but it's just, it's, <laughs> I love it. Um, I think the best way, like the, the words that popped into my head was just, we'll just count it all as joy. Like it's, it's yes. just joy, um, to be able to, you know, have freedom in Christ and have freedom in our lives, um, free from the bondage of, uh, people's bad choices. And yeah. You know, a lot of times that's hard for us to realize because trauma most of the time are things that happened to us and we didn't have control over. Yeah. Um, that was people making very bad choices, <gasps> sometimes evil choices, sometimes just stupid choices. Yeah. Um, but that's sometimes misguided. Yes, very true. Um, but again, you don't have to stay bound by their bad choices <laughs> yep yep well is there anything else you would like to just impart upon the listeners I'm just so thankful that you came on the podcast and we got to have this conversation that is, I know is going to to bless others out there I'm just so thankful that you had me here I'm I'm glad to be here um I'm so thankful that you do this podcast uh I I told you before I wanted to do something like this, but just, I just couldn't get there. You know, I just didn't know the steps, you know, I hadn't fully planned it or anything, but I'm just sure. so grateful you're doing it. It's such an important work and I'm just so passionate about helping people heal. Like I said, and I, yeah. I hope this helps somebody. I hope that there was something in here that somebody needed to hear and hopefully it helps them on their journey. Thank you for listening. May you be encouraged and strengthened by what you've heard today. Remember, you are dearly loved by your creator, so be who he created you to be. May you go in peace, friends. Till next time, shalom. <laughs>